This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Run up on Free FM, RFM, and MP. Uh, as always, I'm Grady and live on Skype. We got Josh. Hey. Last week, we regaled you with our tales of SummerSlam. We ran through the card and everything that had happened. Now it is time to see what the fallout was as things start to shape up for our next show. And uh, I guess the big elephant in the room we've got to talk about is Becky Lynch here, uh, having returned at SummerSlam. Uh, coming out being triumphant, um, and then is now coming to SmackDown with a list of challenges sitting in front of her. Uh, Zelina Vega, Carmella, Liv Morgan, uh, Bianca Belair, everybody wanting a shot at the man. Well, yeah, next to Charlotte, she's the biggest star in the company of females. They're obviously going to want to um, face the man. And I guess the big question is, it looks like uh, Bianca Belair won the Fatal 4-Way Elimination match immediately after. Uh, Liv Morgan almost there. Almost there. Um, but does cement that rematch between Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. Yeah. Let's see here. WWE ticked them off with a 26-second match. Uh, this one will go three minutes. Is it sad to say that three minutes is an improvement? Honestly, I would be surprised if they went 26 minutes just to really dig it in. <laughs> um, as much as this is obviously the storyline, like Bianca Belair was always going to get a rematch against Becky Lynch, there is going to be that what if in the back of my head of like, what if Liv Morgan had won? What if? Well, they, it's possible that she may be the next person that gets uh, decimated by the man. No. Let's face it, the Becky Lynch is not going to lose the title anytime soon. She'll lose it to Liv Morgan. I'm going to keep telling myself this. Let me believe it, please. Um, because you know what? Nobody believed in Baron Corbin. Nobody believed in him when he was down on his luck. And now look where he is. The man got on a winning streak in Vegas. Yeah. Here's the feud for the briefcase that we always get when there's one still left after a week uh, after the event. You mean when the woman's one gets cashed in immediately and the men's one has a feud usually? <laughs> well, first Corbin tries to steal the briefcase for SummerSlam and now he tries to buy it. It's just buying time until they decide that they want to use the briefcase whenever that is. Hmm. And I think it's almost, I think it's like 85% guaranteed that Biggie will be world champion using the briefcase. Yeah, I think the odds are a lot better on Raw than they are on SmackDown. But True, but it would definitely make him a bigger star if he was able to conquer Roman with it. 
Yeah, I, I can't debate that. If Biggie was able to beat Roman Reigns, whoever beats Roman Reigns is going to be an immediate big star, um, and is going to have a a hell of a list of people standing behind you, trying to uh, trying to get that title. Um, but if we're talking about Biggie and we're talking about that chance to cash in uh, briefcases, I'm going to just jump over to Raw. Um, obviously, Bobby Lashley was able to defeat Goldberg, uh, and you know manhandled his son around a little bit, and um, there was a a video from Goldberg basically saying that he doesn't care about the WWE Championship anymore. He's coming for Bobby Lashley's soul. Uh, and other than sounding like something out of a video game, uh, it seems as though the, the money match there is purely Lashley Goldberg with the title not needing to be on the line. Yeah. Which is why Biggie would come into play. Mm-hmm. Because I could definitely see on a, like a Raw, uh, in a few month weeks, like whenever the event, obviously it's going to be a big event. It's not going to be extreme rules. When Goldberg goes against Lashley uh, again, because it's not that that type of match is not something you put on a B or C level pay per view. You put it on one of your big five or a special like from Saudi Arabia. The shows that shall not be named. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's definitely the case. I think it's going to be coming up in October uh, on the October show. Um, but yeah, we've got to get there. So what, yeah, what I'm thinking is that a few weeks, Goldberg comes out, challenges him to just a straight up match, no title. Lashley says, "Nah, man, I beat beat you so badly you couldn't continue at SummerSlam. I have no need to face you." So then Goldberg spears and him out of his shoes several times. <laughs> Jack hammers him, and then we hear Big E's music. He comes out, cashes in. He's the new WWE champion. Now, we don't have to worry about that title being involved in it at all. And now Bobby Lashley has a reason to get revenge on Goldberg. It works. And I I think it's definitely the way that they have to go forward. It completes a few circles, um, ticks a few boxes there. You know, Big E can do the whole I, I avenged Kofi Kingston kind of thing. Whether it does or doesn't, it will put all of the New Day on the same brand um, in terms of whether they will reunite or they will at least be standing behind him in his corner like they did with uh, with Kofi during his world title run. Um, I don't know. It, it makes the most sense to me, and it also means Big E should be a world champion within the next two months. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely, I think, where they're going to go with it. I personally, I think I want for the shock factor and stuff. I think I'd rather have Biggie beat Roman, even if it's at with the help from The Rock. I think it would take the title off of Roman, because he won't need it at that point anymore. Give it to Biggie. Biggie can then do big things on his own, not needing the new day, and he can get the rub of of beating. Roman after holding the title, Roman held the title for over a year, mm. which he just passed like the other day. Yeah, I think he's 369 or 368, something like that. Um, yeah, it's definitely possible that, that Roman Reigns does become a target for that briefcase. It is one way to safely get the title off of Roman. Um, because as much as I love, uh, the Demon Prince, 
I, I don't think he's got too much of a shot at the moment against Roman Reigns. Yeah, who knows? It's just something we're going to have to insert classic line here. Wait and see. Because <laughs> um, it's... Reigns Brock is the thing that's clearly down the line. So for, for Finn Balor to be able to capture the title here on a SmackDown or um, on an Extreme Rules if we're waiting for Lesnar, then it just doesn't seem all too likely. But, you know, maybe they will do the uh, the classic Paul Heyman on a pole match and uh, not require the title. Or, more than likely, Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in the October show. And we just got to get there. Uh, we got a little bit of time left uh on the show let's let's talk about the man whose music we're going to be going into here uh damien priest he, he opened up a open challenge for the united states championship and kind of as expected uh a celtic warrior decided to answer said open challenge but so did drew mcintyre yeah uh Sheamus got his head kicked off by said uh Celtic Warrior, uh, Drew, and put on a good match with Damian Priest, which elevates Priest. Priest retains the title, and it looks like they're going to default back to Sheamus versus Drew for Drew's next feud. (laughs) Look, it's a good default, okay? I can't complain with the (laughs) default. But yeah, it was definitely a situation where it was not a good idea to put the the newly won United States title off of Damian Priest. But the fact that Priest beat Drew McIntyre cleanly. Mm. Let me say that again. Cleanly. One, two, three. Yep. No help from Sheamus. No distractions. Nothing. He beat him fair and square in the center of the ring against a guy who has been in the main event of Raw for over a year and a half. What better uh, endorsement can you get for a new star than something like that? It's a it's a pretty good rise, right? Like if we if we skip over a little bit of what Damian Priest has done, the guy basically debuts, he heads into one of uh the most hyped matches at this year's WrestleMania because it is with Bad Bunny. Um he continues to go on, he beats former WWE champion the Miz. Uh multiple times on the way through then he comes through into the united states title scene he takes out again a former multi-time world champion and sheamus captures the title and then as you say pins uh one of our most recent wwe champions and drew mcintyre and cements himself really at the the top of the card you know like it's not a not necessarily a mid-card championship when you're defeating all of these former world champions yeah yeah, there's definitely more options for D- Damian Priest going forward with this title. And I just hope that once he's done with the title, that he stays at that level. Because mm. I think Priest could be a very good hand in the upper mid card. Uh, it's just a matter of will they keep him there or will they shoot him back down? Mm. Unfortunately, Priest, while he is hot right now he is kind of up there in age i think he's like 39 i guess i can fact check that yeah 
It was either 38 or 39. Uh, but yeah, that's not a lot of time to be at the top of the card if they want to put him there. Mm. Yeah, I, at the moment, his his star is just so high and burning so bright, right, that it's it's hard to, to look at him and worry, I guess, too much. Like, I could see Damien Priest versus, you know, Randy Orton, Priest versus AJ Styles. Uh, I could see Priest versus Bobby Lashley in a WWE Championship match. Can I see that out of Priest in 12 months from now? I don't know where he's going to be. But where his star is currently burning, yes. Yes, I could see all of these matchups, and I think he'd be believable in each one of those and and this win over Drew McIntyre and kind of Sheamus as well um, only solidifies that. All right. His next feud, AJ Styles. Yeah. Let's let's keep the train of multi-time WWE champions going. We'll put him against AJ Styles, have his best match he's ever had as a WWE superstar, further elevate him. Yeah. If Priest is able to go into a program with AJ Styles and walk out still holding his United States Championship, then that's a pretty damn good endorsement. And not only that, but have competitive, really, really good matches, he'll be set for, for, as far as the fans will be concerned. Hmm. Because AJ Styles is basically the measuring stick in WWE right now. Because he can have a four-star match with a broomstick if he wants. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I don't say five star because a certain guy never gives WWE five star matches, so it's a four star with the broomstick. Might get a fifth star if it was in the Tokyo Dome. Um, yeah, I think Priest could do I'll some fun. Only if it's for New Japan, though. Yeah. Um, I, I could see Priest doing some cool stuff with Omos as well if he's still still around in AJ Styles' corner at this point in time. I, I feel like that could be an overall fun feud. To, to just see between those guys. So I definitely support it. There we go. Book it in. Next United States Championship for you, Damian Priest versus AJ Styles. You heard it here first. If it happens, WWE are copying us. Uh, and now it is roughly halfway through the show, and that means it is time to go into our entrance theme this week. We just spent a good five minutes talking about him, so why don't we play the music for one Damian Priest.
And you're back for wrestling roundup on Free FM, RFM, and MPR. I'm Grady, he's Josh, and let's continue where we left off, looking at some of this main roster stuff. Uh, Dewdrop Eva Marie, it heated up, and it led to a referee stoppage. Uh, gotta do something to protect Eva right now. Uh, we, we realize that this, this is about Dewdrop. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what we think of her name right now, this is about making her a star by using the negative reaction to Eva, a internet, whether you're not, it's go away heat or whatever. Heat is heat. People don't like Eva, so they're going to cheer for whoever faces her. That's why they have Dewdrop in this spot is to get people to like Dewdrop. And as far as I can tell, it's working. Um, and just sticking in that women's division as well, uh, it looks as though Charlotte Flair might have her next opponent in, uh, in Nia Jax. Well, at the very least, Nia beat the current champion. So that, I, WWE booking rule says if you beat the champion, you get a title shot. So yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> it, it's this 101, right? Yeah. Or at least you have a very decent uh, claim towards the title for sure. And that does, you know, question it. Is that going to be our Extreme Rules match for the Raw Women's Championship? I probably. I can't really see them backtracking and doing like Rhea or Nikki again, especially since they've gone this direction with Nia picking up a win over Charlotte. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I would assume it's the uh, Extreme Rules, and I think it'll be an Extreme Rules match, because I think that's the stipulation that we're required to make it believable that Charlotte has a shot against <laughs> somebody of N- Nia Jax's strength and thoughts. That's fair. That is entirely fair. Uh, I'm just quickly skimming now. Is there anything on the main roster that you want to mention uh, from Raw or SmackDown this week before we jump on over to the Black and Gold brand? Because mm. I can find some stuff if you've got nothing, but if there's something you yeah, want to desperately talk about. I think we should talk about the Black and Gold brand, especially since we didn't have time to talk about TakeOver last time. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get to. Uh, yeah, NXT TakeOver and NXT... Uh, as a whole, it looks like NXT is getting a bit of a shake-up, um, but we will leave that on the bench for now and just talk about where they are for now, uh, and where they are for now is with a brand new NXT champion, Samoa Joe. Yeah, um, and Joe ha- Samoa Joe has n- uh, no limit to the people that want to take his newly crowned championship from him. <laughs> yeah. There's a line of people. Uh, and honestly, I'm interested in pretty much everybody in that line. Um, it is, it is, there is a number of fun Joe matches, uh, that we can have for the title. Um, this is a different NXT than when Joe was here last. Yeah. And, and so the question is, is that, um, who will, who will be Joe and how long will it take to do so? Joe is, the first three-time champion in NXT history. Mm. Um, so that's, that's going to be interesting. Uh, 
personally, I think of all the people that kind of took stepped up to Joe, I think the person I want to see the most is Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. I think I think if you give them a stipulation and you give them like 30 minutes, I think they will blow any match this year out of the water from any company. It doesn't matter what company. I think it would be that good. That's fair. I think those two guys can go and, and stipulations definitely only help the both of them. Uh, they both have that sort of character where they're, you know, a little bit crazy and uh, can pull off anything. So just bung them in a street fight even and those guys will go hard. Uh, and, and speaking of street fights, if we're talking about NXT TakeOver 36, Kyle O'Reilly was able to defeat Adam Cole and practically kicked him all the way out of the WWE. Yeah, as far as we know of right now, his contract is expired, and we have no indication of whether he re-signed or signed with uh, Brit's company. Yeah, I still refuse to call it their name. Sure, you can you can refuse to say that like I refuse to talk about John Cena, so it's fine. Um, we don't know what Adam Cole's future is, but it's definitely not NXT. I don't think. I think if he does come back to WWE, he immediately goes to the main roster. Hmm. Probably SmackDown, <laughs> because everybody's going to SmackDown. Everybody has good um, fun on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, but if he goes. To the competitor, well, I just hope they find a use for them because they've got so much talent over there with that one show that I don't know if uh, it would be worth it because there's a lot of people that were like, oh, if they go to this company, they'll be used right, and they haven't been. So I do wish to Adam Cole the best in whatever his decision is. Hmm. Yeah, it's possible we see him over there on uh, on Dynamite Rampage or... Uh, probably not one of the dark shows, but he he could be uh, slotted on to one of them. Uh, we'll have to wait yeah. and see what Adam Cole's future is. Yeah, um, I would say if he goes over there and he's not used, he'll be a regular on Rampage, mm. and it, that Rampage will then just be uh just a poor man's. NXT, it'll be a, a third or a second show. It's not really all that ma- matterful. It'll be like Thunder for WCW. WCW didn't care about Thunder, so all the uh, nobodies wrestled on it, and the people with names didn't want anything to do with Thunder. Well, hopefully that is not the way uh, that Rampage ends up going, but that's a talk for another day just because we've still got NXT TakeOver to get through. Uh, we've got three more matches of importance. Cameron Grimes, just because we can't not talk about the man, he won that million-dollar championship. He got his time in the sun. Yeah, he got the belt back. They proceeded to try to give it to back to the million-dollar man, only to have it handed back to him and it be revealed that he had a replica the entire time. It was a little bit lighter and a little more plasticky. Yeah, which is fine. Uh, that's a fitting end to the storyline. Uh, the title's retired again, and it allows Grimes to go after the North American Championship, a real title. Oh, no, I, I could see him uh, parading around his little plastic belt. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't even get through <laughs> Actually, that Actually, I could, because that's the kind of character he's been. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I want to see him with 
real gold. I want him to see him with either the North American Championship or the NXT Championship, but the NXT Championship is a little more unrealistic right now with it just being won by Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't see Cameron Grimes beating Samoa Joe anytime soon. But maybe if he's hunting for gold on NXT, he can uh, point himself in the direction of Ilya Dragunov. They are a new NXT UK champion. Um, got his moment and brought in to the thousand-day reign of Walter. It's a lot of days. Um, and I think it's the right guy to do it as well. Did I expect it to be by submission? No. Um, was the match between the two of them amazing? Yes. Um, and am I excited to see what Ilya does going forward with this NXT UK championship? Of course I am. Um, he's, he's got a whole bunch of brand new people lined up. You know, everybody who'd needed to have a shot at Walter had their shot already, but now there's a new guy at the top and, uh, yeah. a whole new set of matches to be had. And unlike Walter, I think our new champion will be more perspective to working in the U.S. So we may see more UK defenses in the U.S. Hmm. So we may see, like, um, Johnny Gargano versus uh, Dragunov. We might see L.A. Knight versus Dragunov. We could even see Tommaso Ciampa versus <laughs> Dragunov if they want to go that route. Because that, that would be options to give him more opponents because he will more than likely be more perceptive to working on NXT than Walter was. Mm -hmm. Well, one person we know will not be taking on Ilya Dragunov is Raquel Gonzalez, uh, just because of the gender mismatch, but that's a horrible segue. Look, she beat Dakota Kai. I'm sad. Okay. uh, I can't get a good segue out of it. Yeah. And then, uh, Kaylee Ray returned. Everybody's staking a claim. Yep. Everybody wants a piece of of Gonzalez, and uh, we'll just have to see who who they decide her next opponent is. But one thing's for certain, uh, Gonzalez is definitely not done with NXT anytime soon, because she is reigning Hardcore right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we saw but this I week think... as well, Frankie Monet, just to throw in another name, was also trying to get herself down there. By the way, I think it's time for Dakota Kai to make the jump to the main roster. No, don't do that to my girl. That's a nightmare scenario. Don't do it. Let well, her stick around. I would say it was a nightmare scenario for Bianca Belair, and we saw how that worked out. One in a million. Yeah. Um, I just think that they, she's done everything she can do in NXT if she's not going to become women's champion. Mm-hmm. And that's saying uh, we need, and we can always use more bodies in the women's divisions in both Raw and SmackDown. And she would be, a, and it would allow her to come up as a face instead of the uh, tweener heel that she's been for the last year. Well, I think you know what I'm about to say here. And uh, that is that we will have to wait and see, because uh, we are all out of time this week on the show. It's been great talking to you. Bye. 
You can visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash wrestling rnd up or our Twitter page twitter.com forward slash wrestling rnd up or our YouTube page which has a full archive of all of our episodes we've recorded wrestling rnd up on YouTube as well. And we'll see you next week. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.